when you're coding, you know how like you get like auto completes on your phone? No. Yeah, I no. code all the time. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> not me. Wednesdays. Coding Wednesdays with geeks. <laughs> sorry, no, no. Let me. I know, let I know. me. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, the show dedicated to talking about all the progress things in life, like music, content creation, and video games, with a heavy focus on the first-person shooter Escape from Tarkov. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, an Escape from Tarkov content creator, Twitch streamer, YouTuber. Uh, and I'm Veritas, and I'm just <laughs> loving this man, just just puffing the, that cotton. <laughs> Dude, what kind of how, rig how you got over, over there? How to, how what to kind get out of the way? Well, I, I don't mind if you... I mean, I don't know about Jesse, but I, I don't mind if you fucking... Oh. If you if you want to do some sweet vape tricks or whatever, I'm I'm down. Um, I'm sorry, I'm addicted to nicotine, dude. You're making God. me already feel attacked. Wow, on the pair seven seconds into the podcast, you're making yeah. me, you're making you're making me want to. <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, as I so rudely did not. Um. What's the uh, what's the word I'm looking for? This is a, the, probably the best intro I think we've ever we've done. ever done. Uh, introduce introduction. Um. This is our boy. Geeks, the 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 man who would be a better host <laughs> of the podcast. I think it's been unanimously voted on YouTube, via YouTube comments, via Spotify, <laughs> via all possible, me- including myself. I fully agree. Um, the guy who should be co-hosting um, the podcast. We got geeks. How's it going, buddy? Hey, buds. What's up? Thanks for thanks for coming. Thanks for coming on here. Sorry we had to move and schedule some stuff around, change stuff around, but but oh, I'm glad you're here. I get it. I watched the video today. I get why, you know, you wanted to wait. Yeah, yeah. And like before we even got on the podcast, your last raid showed what happened. So Yeah, which I'm sure we'll get to because as I was setting stuff yeah, up, yeah, I was yeah. I was lurking too and yeah. I saw that. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That was so ridiculous. Um but- well, at least now at least now I have something to point to yeah. where I can yes. say, oh, you want to you, you know my reaction? Here's a 43-minute video that explains how yeah, I feel. Yeah, exactly. You could just make a command for it instead of every time having to explain. Um, but before we kind of get into to that kind of stuff, uh, Geeks, what's, uh, get, we'll talk a little bit more about this at the end, but maybe like the TLDR, like how long have you been playing Tarkov? Like how did you get into it? And then how mm-hmm. has your experience with Tarkov been, especially over the past few like weeks and months? Okay, do. so yeah, I, I've been playing uh, Tarkov for about two years now. I got in January two years ago, and I just love looter shooters. Yeah. So actually, you know, we'll we'll get into more of my streaming background later, but I've always been a huge fan of uh, looter shooters, and this is like the ultimate looter shooter. Yeah. I find you know, so it just kind of uh, brought me in. At first, I actually played it before that. And I just couldn't get into it. Like, I just couldn't get into it. Like, you know how it's like just such a huge ramp to learn this game. I didn't, I didn't go off the floor. You know what I mean? Like I didn't knock it off the floor the first time. So it took me a little bit longer. So I played some other games and then eventually uh, I would always sub to uh, the Tarkov Reddit. And while I was going through my Reddit, I'd always find like, Oh, Tarkov just got wiped or Tarkov got this. I was like, I was always jealous and like, I want to go back to that game. So I I eventually did and I'm happy I did. So past, past wipe, let's say it's been really good. You know, things have been going well, you know, some really, the beginning of the wipe was really bad desync. I think everyone really noticed that. I don't think there was as bad desync lately, but 
yeah i don't even know what to say it, it is yeah. what it is I mean, right it ebbs and flows for for people yeah. you know what i mean absolutely um and i think that's something that happens all the time is like with the the netcode and stuff is like even just a few weeks ago on the podcast i was like dude i just had the best week at tarkov i've ever had everything feels great and veritas was like i don't know how you can even say that so it it's weird how it just like ebbs and flows um for everything how are you feel how have you felt about everything through like 12 8 you feel like that was a good good patch you digging yeah. all the changes and yeah stuff? no i'm 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 really liking it lots of quality of life yeah. like things that how i felt about them is I, I feel like we're giving a little bit too much pat on the back for things that should have been in the game like a year ago <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean that's how i've really felt about this it's like oh you know but it's in there now so i'm super happy don't get me wrong yeah when, when an uh, 11 year old stops wetting the bed you're like yeah so 12 it's been good you know lately it's been a lot of like you know this um uh jesse it's like one what a couple for a couple of days i'll be like i have no room for loot at all and then the next few days i'll be like where's all my loot like wh where did it all go yeah you know so i'm in the part of the cycle where i'm like where's all my loot at the moment but <laughs> Same, thankfully bro. You know, bitcoins are like crazy money right now. Oh my god! Uh, I found a couple of Ledexes, and those have been going for crazy money. So at least I'm still in the in the positive on money wise. Yeah. But gear wise, I have to I have to get that stash back up. Yeah. No, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, it's definitely been. Um, it's yeah, it's so easy to lose it all. It takes like you know after like two weeks of good raids, you're like, oh man, I've got all this gear, and then it's like one night of bad raids and it's all gone it's all gone yeah yeah but especially uh, when you want to go play big boy you know what i mean like yeah. there was a, a day where uh i was i was with uh dotty hack and i was and whenever we play together i don't know what it is but I, I i just die all the time and i was like you know what this time i'm gonna go full chatty you know make sure i'm fully geared so i won't die like mm -hmm. that's, that's gonna make a difference yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i was I've, well, i just gave up everything all my killer armors everything it was yeah it was bad so, I mean, that can almost be a good good segue, but I have been, and I, I guess I'll ask you both this question, and this will probably be a good segue into some of the, like, netcode stuff, because this is almost one of the ramifications of it, is that, like, I feel like right now I am at my most comfortable playing with, like, tier four kits, like decent guns with good ammo like not overly modified guns but spend the extra money on the ammo and then that's it you know what i mean small to medium backpack class four armor class three helmet maybe a face shield maybe not and and it's like for me and i guess then i'll ask if you guys concur with this is is it just feels like regardless of what it is whether it's the economy changes that need to be made whether it's net code or whatever it it just doesn't feel like that there is any reward to using to like going big big you know what i mean to like spending the 300k on the m4 and then throwing the slick on and then throwing the xfil on it's like i'm gonna die the same way either way why even spend the money that's how i've been feeling have you all been feeling the same like i mean that's kind of what you were alluding to geeks is that going big is almost well, a dead like, yeah going big i i think it, it may it maybe protects you on one or two more shots yeah. like yesterday i got saved using some big boy stuff for sure uh, I was using the defender armor, which was good. But lately, yeah, I've been using like level four, like the M1 rigs, the TD 110s, and then yeah. the new level five armor is really awesome. Yeah. Uh, because the the old Reddit M, that level five armor used to be 
120 rubles back in the day, right? And that was my go-to armor always. And then they jacked the price to 200 something and I don't buy it now. But the new level five armor, don't get me wrong, it gets smoked really easily. So if you're in one good gunfight, it's probably pretty pooch. Yeah. But it repairs really well. It's pretty decent. Even if you repair it a few times, it goes down to pretty much level four, which is still fine. Yeah. It's only 100,000 rubles. I I'm really liking that. But yeah, you're right. Like, I'm finding that my game style, it, like, I, I, I still feel like, every, like, even playing this game two years, I'm still trying to find what my play style is. Dude. And every once in a while, as a streamer, I'm thinking, like, everyone watches these Uber chats, right? These Uber <laughs> chats. Everyone wants to watch the Uber chats who goes in labs and run guns. And then I try to replicate that. And then it's just like, I'm going to fail miserably. <laughs> Nine times out of ten doing that, right? Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Every once in a while, when I, while I'm playing my style, I go Uber Chad and it yeah. works out for me. But I, I know when to pick and choose. Yeah. So I just feel like I'm trying to get a grasp on, like, what is my style in the game? And I'm, I'm learning that more and more every day, I think. Yeah, I can, like, totally identify with that, that I still when we get this late in a wipe, it's 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 always expounded when I'm playing solo and when we're this wet late in the wipe last night I was playing in reserve we were 25 minutes into the raid and I actually out loud to chat I was like I don't know what to do I was like oh, should I push shots should I stay like should I I have a bolt action should I just sit here and snipe I don't like it's, I still feel that way too I'm like what am I doing here am I am I uber chatting it up and just pushing shots or am I like looting around I don't know I still don't know what to do either but I don't know Veritas like what's your go-to like kit right now is it same like class four um so my my if i don't have anything in any of my boxes yeah usually what i'll go with is the uh that class four chest rig um armor combo yeah. uh the one that's like 50k um yep i'll usually buy i think what four of those or whatever you get per yeah reset. per reset so um and then just swords and like sunglasses and some sort of like <laughs> balaclava, something to cover the shiny ass Usec head. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, I just don't, especially if I'm going labs, I just yeah. don't feel like it's worth it because if if I have something good, um, I tend to not want. And and if I win a fight, I don't want to drop it. Yeah. Because sometimes I'll like I'm only going to be downgrading if I outplayed a dude rocking level five armor and i'm rocking level six armor it's like i'm gonna drop this and downgrade yeah um and not get it back in insurance if i'm on labs you know so i always would rather like drop something and be okay with getting with okay, okay with not getting it back in insurance um because i just feel like i don't know there's just like no value in fucking jack shit yeah anymore and it, that's the only way that I'm able to like amass any sort of wealth, yeah. I guess, um, is basically by using like five out of ten shit yeah. and killing people who are seven, eight, nine out of ten. And then, then so I dump my stuff, yeah. grab their stuff, put it in a box, put on the five out of ten, and then yeah. because they're it's like I, <laughs> I don't survive more likely if I have eight out of ten. Yeah. Five out of ten is like the you know it's like a threshold where at that point it comes down to how i play but unfortunately it's not even that because it's i'm at the whim of the fucking game and which makes it literally even worse yeah uh 
So. Yeah, it feels like the survival rate is down, so you have to maxim you have to you have to maximize profit every time every raid you succeed, which means you have to drop your gear. Which means if you're going in with level six gear, it feels a lot worse to drop it because if you're like a scab finds this, then I'm down another whatever how much hundred k that class five or six armor was. But yeah, I don't know. I feel the same, and I and like uh, to me. So I try to I try to stay away from like those like sweeping just statements like armor doesn't matter helmets don't matter you know what I mean I, I try because I get it's just like when people rage like when you die to a you know a KS23 you know what I mean you're like that's stupid take that out of the game or when you die to a grenade launcher but I don't like I, I try not to say that because it's not always indicative of my opinion but it has felt like and I think this is yeah in so many words what a lot of your recent videos have been about Veritas is like it feels like most, more than 50% of the time I died, I could have been wearing level 10 head to toe. I was going to die anyway because of what just happened, whether it was desync, whether it was whatever it was. The, you know, the like the, your video, your second video was about how there's so many different things. It's not just desync, it's not just cheaters. But like it feels like more than half the time, what killed me. It wasn't going to matter if I had a face shield. It wasn't going to matter if I had sprung for the class four helmet over the class three. I was going to die either way. So if that's happening more often than not, then if I'm having to buy a whole gear set head to toe, I'm not going to spend that much money on it. Like you said, if I had yeah. if I had just come off a great night and have class fives just like bursting from my stash, I'll run them because I have them. But if I'm buying a kit head to toe, it's just like, I, ugh, it just doesn't yeah, feel I mean, usually. <laughs> Usually when I when I lose um, these days, it feels like I was either like pinched and um, was stuck in a room or surrounded by like a squad. Yeah. And I got killed by like a nade, which your armor is going to do jack shit to help you. Yeah. Um, for the most part. Or a raider or one of the scabs just like I was playing with clean earlier and um, I had we cleared out all of fucking i accidentally team killed clean i was i think that might have been my first team kill um uh but uh like Welcome i just had so world. much shit i had just opened opened and cleared every every inch of uh of dorms with the scav boss and everything I was making my way out and there was just a normal scav with an sks with ps ammo one tap me in the face and i dropped an alton because it was like oh, i'll drop the alton for insurance and i'll pick up this helmet with contacts look at all the value and then i get face tapped by psmo and yeah you know on the way out um but yeah like it they're never things that seem like a better gear would have actually other than that face tap with the scab yeah. that's like the one Sometimes, thing yeah. that but i survived 37 other engagements and then i died of that yeah chances are i probably would have replaced whatever i, would, I had anyway you know yeah. um so I'm I'm gonna die whether I have level six or whatever. If you get swarmed by five dudes, one extra unless they're terrible. Yeah. One extra armor class is not gonna make a difference. If you go one v one against somebody, then it makes a difference because yeah. if you go one v one, and now you're talking about the number of shots to kill or the time to kill. You're basically playing like rock, paper, scissors or like yeah. war. You know what I mean? Whereas like. Imagine you're playing poker and it's heads up and you have a pair of jacks. That's like 
if you're heads up against somebody and there's nothing really on the board, like jacks might win. Jacks yeah. are pretty good. If there's five other people all in a hand and you're at the end and you have a pair of jacks, you fucked yourself, right? Yeah. Um. So you're willing, like, it. You have more value, uh, straight up with with less good of a hand, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Yeah. So let's dive in. Like, talk a little bit. I mean, I know. I'm sure a lot of people that were here have seen the most recent video, but before we kind of dive into some of like our thoughts, what is that being said? Cause it, it directly correlates to everything. If anyone's listening has experienced those emotions, that's what this third getting Tarkov video, what's the like TLDR. I was blown away at how much like work went into that. I had no idea when I, when I'm looking at five different perspectives in factory and I was like, Oh my God, like you went down the rabbit trail for that. Like what was the, I guess, what was the purpose of this video for people who haven't seen it yet? It's easy to look at that and also forget that like, and everybody was super helpful, but imagine trying to get five Dude. just rando community members <laughs> to send you gigabytes and gigabytes of video footage and then synchronize. Dude, I mean, it was just no like, way. It, no like, way. And all of the editing and drawing of all, because all the all the animations and stuff, like I hand draw each of those elements yeah. and manually keyframe all of the animations. But again, like that's ignoring the writing the script, rewriting the script, planning all the things out, storyboarding yeah. everything, getting people on Discord in the middle of the day to be like, hey, I need four people because I have an idea for a test, you know, and then yeah. reproducing that. I did it like five times with with multiple groups. Um the whole point of of the whole synopsis of the video um i mean it was a follow-up to the first two getting tarkov videos the first one is basically explaining just like the 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 vibe the feel the whatever attached to tarkov why mm -hmm. it's you know basically why tarkov is not fun and why i would argue that it doesn't need to be yeah um but while still keeping in mind there are things about it that aren't fun that are just bad yeah um, so like not forgetting that there yeah. are there are things that are difficult and challenging and punishing and good and then there are things that are just objectively bad you know mm -hmm. um, and then the second one was about design and communicating that design and being effective with that design um, getting into specifics about you know Tarkov fucking with your expectations and, the, and a lot of the bugs mm -hmm. um, and then I alluded to a tease basically said that uh, that like I'm gonna get into in the next video the most important issue right now that I see in the game um, that I've been experiencing for months and months and months that has really been it's been significant for me because it was something that once I once I f had a theory about what was going on and yeah. what I was experiencing it to me was like this giant elephant in the room that. It seemed to me like I don't want to say that nobody was talking about it because everybody was like bitching, but it's always just about a scattered array of things. Yeah. It was just that the game is bad. Um, but I was starting to see like a connecting thread with almost everything. People complaining about cheaters and desync and lag and netcode and stutters and armor bugs, ammo bugs, sound bugs, all of these things. Um, they all manifest in different ways. And there was kind of like a big Venn diagram where one yeah. of the circles that literally encompasses everything um, was an issue having to do with the servers and the server performance that I it, it has not I haven't gotten an answer back um, from Nikita yet. I'm sure he's probably sleeping. I don't know what time it is in Russia. <laughs> um, 
but uh, I, I don't know if my theory and my tests are valid. Mm -hmm. um, but I feel pretty confident that I'm on to something, at least Bro. like pointing them in the right direction, um, having to do with the server performance. But but yeah, I mean, it's it's not like I'm I haven't heard anybody say anything remotely like I think the conclusion that I came to. Yeah, really. And I'm not like I'm saying that not to toot my own horn, but to be like, if I had just come to the conclusion that the servers were laggy. Yeah. It was a bit of a waste of everybody's fucking time, you know? Yeah. Um, but instead, I, you know, kind of tried to say, here's the issue. Here are the 19 different ways that it can manifest. Mm -hmm. And here's how it actually could have literally been done. Like, if I, if you worked at Battlestate and you saw my video, you would know which files and, like, which lines of code to look at that would be relevant. Like, I think that they could probably test my theory by throwing a couple of log statements in like a new a couple of new log statements in to be like anytime yeah. this number goes up let me log it and send an event to the server and they could probably pretty easily figure out um you know mm. what the issue is and if not now they at least know that the issue exists and what it is and then yeah. they can like be looking in the right place because the last time i talked to nikita um <laughs> the impression that i got was they were looking at client-side memory related issues and there weren't any networking issues. Yeah. So, which that was good news for me because yeah. that just, the reason why it hasn't been fixed is not that it's not what I think. It's that it probably is what I think and they're just not they just looking in the right place. Are unaware of it. Yep. Absolutely. I, I, think the, I think the best part about you making this video and, you know, really doing some experimenting, you really looking deep into it is... I think everyone's gut reaction to everything right now is cheaters. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's, that's what we all think. It's just like, that's a cheater. Boom. Cheater. Like I feel like the community has been programmed to think that way. And most online multiplayer games now too, when I think there's so many different things that go into playing a multiplayer game. You talked about that in your video. And I don't think a lot of people realize that, or they think like, you know, oh, the net code for this game is probably perfect. It was just, you know, a cheater or something. But it's, you know, I'm curious if it, like, does it have to do with connections too? Like, if my connection's really shitty, yours is really good, who gets the positive out of that, right? Yeah. And that's what, to be honest with you, Veritas, that was some of the stuff that blew me away the most was like, it was one of those things where if I had spent time thinking about it, I probably would have come to to a similar conclusion, but I just had never considered it. And it was like, you're never the one lagging. Like we stutter and sometimes we associate that with like, oh, that stutter might be, have been me lagging. But man, you play with a duo, guys like, you know, me and geeks play all the time, guys that play with play with other people it's such a common occurrence to see people walking in place to see people you know zooming Dude, the around impetus for this whole thing the impetus for this <laughs> whole thing was I, the original video series was going to be a different thing it was going to be different than yeah. what it ended up being and the beginning the switch that made me change my focus was literally the day that we played together and we did a whole bunch of yeah. woods and stuff and it was like i was i was just infuriated by watching you just running in place and being like, what's your ping? And you're like, oh, it's 32. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and, then, and then having you say, well, look, you look, you look fine on my end. But then also looking back at the footage and seeing how 
even though you looked and you thought I was fine, I actually was stuttering, yeah. but it was so subtle. And when you're moving and your head's bobbing and stuff, like yeah. it's sometimes it's, you know, it's 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 not easy to see. But as soon yep. as you look at the video footage and you Slow overlap it, it and, and you compare it, you're like, oh, fuck. So. And so that was the big thing. It was that like kind of going back to what you were saying, uh, Geeks, is like if I have a bad connection and that goes, that's where it's, you, you know, you started getting into the weeds of like the, the deep, the heady stuff, you know, the client authoritative server structure or whatever that was was that like if i'm having a bad connection i'm smooth as butter the whole time i'm running but the server's having to catch up on your end if you're looking at me and so it's oh my god that just blew my mind where i was like it you i never considered that like i could be the one either causing the problem or i could be lagging all over the place too but the way the game prioritizes is it's always going to make sure that i have a smooth experience that clip where you were standing i think it was you there's so many perspectives standing up on the thing in factory and you had all four guys run and then run back and you showed each of the four perspectives and all four of them were running super smooth the one the one but in the front was, was like, totally uh, smooth uh, the second one was totally like, smooth and the one guy's like the third one dude. was totally smooth and the two people i mean that's it as soon as crazy. i saw that it was like did you do testing can i ask you a question did you do testing at the beginning of a raid and you know like mid raid and stuff because i noticed a lot of the stutters happen when i first load in with my buddy you know what i mean like yeah. when i play with jesse or you or or finest or whatever you know i noticed the biggest stutters that i'll notice on my teammate the rubber banding happens within the first you know five minutes of a raid and then it kind of smooths out from there so did you do any of that it, so interesting you ask that because there's different there's a few different pieces to this um one being i have a lot a lot more footage and a lot more stuff that i wanted to talk about that i had to rip out yeah just for like time purposes one of the things that um and it sucks i i want to get it all out there you know but uh but every time i want to like add another nugget it's now you guys know me i'm verbose and i it's like a tree right as yeah, soon yeah. as i had one thing well that's going to lead me off into these nine tangents i was going to talk about the reason why and, and i'll get back to your question but but i i just occurred to me the reason why i did that those little like circular guys on the grid moving around yeah i actually had like 30 more minutes of that planned i was going to show the reason why i did that was so i could show what peeker's advantage looked like what yeah what, the differences in ping would look like when you're peeking out and and because it's so different than what people think they think that if two people are running and one guy's super laggy they the, what they think is because that person is in like the future for them they somehow also assume that like their character is in the future yeah so like people forget that it, it works both ways right so like if if you peek out on a guy with high ping and you shoot him, he's not going to see that until way later, right? Yeah. But if he peeks out and you're holding it, you're going to get shot before you see him. It, they just assume that, oh, they're always in the future, right? But that's yeah. a, it's just not how it works. And I wanted to visualize that to make it clear. Um, but I, I like I, it was just, it took so much time. I'm not yeah. good at animating and drawing. And How long did um, the video take you, you think? ballpark 80 hours of yeah. just scripting and editing not even collecting the footage yeah. 
um but just scripting and editing and drawing and everything like all day yesterday was just hand drawing things right i've noticed this morning all the, all the like yeah. counters and all the stuff the counter yeah the countdown sort yep. dude you you should fucking see <sighs> I had to I had to do all nine numbers. Yeah. And then I had to take the number and make the number one frame. Yeah. Right. And then I had to do one, two, three, four, five and, and, and line them all up. And then I had to take the number one and make the number one stretch out for 10. Yeah. And then make the number one stretch out for, you know, 100 or whatever. And it was like just copy pasting and lining them all up. And you know how many times I fucked it up by one frame? <laughs> and I'm sure there's a key that you can press to fix it. But I had yeah. to go and manually go one frame. For 600 yeah. you know like dumb shit like that yeah. um but but anyway so that was a big big diatribe the um back to uh one of the things that i ended up testing but didn't show in there was that two things one stutters are correlated with they seem to be the, the stutters and the lags they seem to be correlated with combat and spawns which includes ai spawns yeah player scav spawns raider spawns and the first spawn yeah like when everybody's loading in because it's a big dump of fucking data everybody's yeah. initializing everybody's setting up everybody's you know so that so it, it makes sense how why you'd have a stutter at the right at the beginning for the first two seconds yeah and then also four minutes into a factory run because that's when the first wave of scavs spawn yeah and then also but, but but interestingly enough i had a clip of this and i wanted to put it in but couldn't fit it where it was the same three guys strafing left and right mm -hmm. but it was at the beginning like the 30 seconds into a raid versus when there was like two minutes left in the raid and even just comparing that without the stutters without the lag night and day Really? It's like you see, it's like uh, uh, looking at a 10 hertz monitor versus a 240 hertz monitor. It was like their 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 head is just like flickering, kind of. And you look at it, you're like, oh. Even though they're moving the same, they're not lagging. Yeah. It's just so much less smooth, which to me is like, it's it's indicative of either you know the server's been alive for so long that um, yeah whatever issues are causing this lag again i don't know if it's memory i don't know if it's threading i don't know if it's resource utilization but you would think that given what i said that it would get bad over time if a raid was 10 hours long yeah that the 10th hour would be way worse than the first hour and i saw that you know if the performance hit you know the the negative performance or whatever right like you could see it yeah. it basically continuously gets worse with intermittent spikes but it's always trending worse um so it like hopping in is like a huge lag spike because it's dumping all that info and you're going to see a lot of the stutters. It's going to get better and then it's just going to get worse. throughout the. And then and then seemingly yeah. randomly think about if you're on reserve and you go see a guy running in the distance and you want to go line up a shot and all of a sudden he like stutter steps. Like before I used to think that guy is laggy as fuck. Yeah. But now. But now the way I look at it is, first of all, there could be a 4v5 fight all the way across the map that I simply don't hear the gunshots for, totally yeah. backing the server up. All of the AI might have just spawned. The Raiders might have spawned underground, wouldn't have any idea that it happened. If he had turned and looked at me and I was running, I would have also lagged. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 so funny that and then you think about like what it means if you're smooth and they're not. 
And also, if you're not moving versus them moving and having the movement be client authoritative, you realize like now it makes sense how so many people think how, how so many people for so long have been complaining about yeah. things that I think are overblown and misunderstood. Um, I, I'm not saying they don't exist, but I yeah. just the conversation needs to be different around ping abuse, quote unquote, around um, peakers advantage, around all of these different you know people being just super aggressive like having yeah. having the servers the way they are now it all looks like every single person they could have 300 ping you know it, it's indistinguishable from from yeah. that versus yeah i mean you saw we were all in factory with 26 ping yeah and everybody was lagging around for everybody else at one point did you see when i was strafing in the doorway at the xfil underground yep. in factory my my player rtt went up to 2400 and I didn't have the audio. Um, I deleted all the audio basically because I didn't want to have it during yeah. my 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 uh, voiceover. But my gun, I would go pop, pop, and I would just be moving back and forth and shooting in the doorway. And they would see me freeze and hear, oh. and then I would freeze and and then freeze Jeez. and and it was like. What the fuck is going on? So now every time I die, as I'm dying, I hear like a gun in full auto and like something like the, like some audio weirdness. And I'm like, I wonder if that was just like me stuttering as Bro. I'm dying. Yes. And that's what's crazy, I, dude. That goes back to what Geeks was saying about like how the we're just almost like programmed to think cheater right now. And we've actually talked about that when we've run doors about how like there's always these like big shifts and like the you know the major problem you know what i mean it was you know ping abuse for a while and it was yeah. cheaters and you know it was net code and it was stutters and on one hand you like can't on one hand it's like i so identify with the need for like an enemy like an enemy that we can all talk about you know what i mean it's it's rmt it's cheaters or it's bsg fix the net code like i get why we want to name it something you know what i mean but unfortunately the reality as we're seeing and especially through these videos what they're bringing to light is that it's so many things and weirdly enough they can all present themselves the same and that is interesting because without the audio we, i would have never known that right i would have never known that you that uh that was what it was like if it stuttered there that it would actually go for them because it's crazy. I've had experiences, I'm sure we all have, where like you die to like somebody with a semi-auto gun, like an M1A or an ADAR or something. It and as like you're dying, as you're dying, it's like, and you're just like, cheater, bro, cheater. It was a little desinky. You didn't see him. And who wouldn't call that? It's like, that dude has a stock ADAR. There's no way he's shooting it 900 rounds per minute. But it's. I would have never known that that could have been, he could have fired one bullet. If you look at the if you look at the data, it makes sense too because when you get updates like the player updates, they include what your state is and what your position is. Yeah. Now your state is something where if I if I suddenly said you are you know um, you are running or you are prone, that's something that is like it's like a switch, yeah. right? So when the game says you are holding down mouse one, yeah. right, um, and you are running. And as you do that, the entire server freezes. Your client gets no information from the server. Except so all it knows is down. every tick, every tick is he is still running. He is still holding down. He is still running. He is still holding down. So, but he's not moving because he gets no positional updates. So they're just sitting there spraying, <laughs> running in place because that's all they know is that their last state was shooting and running. And then all of a sudden when they connect, they fucking teleport and then they stop shooting and all of it catches up. 
like once I looked at the data, every every time I look at anything, whether it's like I look at some of the data or I look at other clips from both perspectives, everything fits my fucking theory. That's why I feel so I feel like if there isn't a patch to fix this within the next couple of weeks, I will be very surprised. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I want to talk about is now that you've done all these tests and we've now kind of pinpointed the problem, not pinpointed the problem, but we know where the problem is. Yeah. It's kind of I, I, like it for a game that like when you lose, it's not like Call of Duty where if I lose, I don't I don't care. Right. Like yeah, if, I, if I lose, it's like I respawn. I don't give a shit. I go on to the next one. But for a game like this where you know your gear matters everything's mattering a lot to you for these huge issues like we just saw veritas like the last raid you read how embarrassing it is like it was so embarrassing how do you go on now and be like oh i'm gonna have a fun time you know what i mean like it's pretty much just your coin flipping every raid now right yeah. is is that not what it is like you're coin flipping to see if you're the one that is not seen on the on his screen or you you know what i mean like here's here's the deal this has been it's been like this every single day for at least four to five months i don't know when this was introduced um originally my whole video was going to be about how packet encryption plus drops plus mm. twitch drops plus coronavirus was the reason for all of these problems and i changed my entire theory once i did this testing because yeah. i realized like it's not throughput. It's not the networking. It's not too many people connected to servers. It's 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 not any of that. But that was my original hypothesis was it all started four months ago. Guess what happened four months ago? The height of quarantine, everybody working from home using the Internet, Twitch drops and Battlestate adding packet encryption. Yeah. And the thing is, is that the the, the evidence didn't. It didn't like point to that after i once i started collecting everything yeah. and then then i ended up having to fucking learn how to decompile code and talk to you know experts like battle nonsense and stuff yeah. to try to dig into like okay well then where is the evidence leading me um so i so kind of kind of like but, oh, but go ahead but now now that i now that i know what has felt so bad to me that I couldn't explain for the last four months that I've been chugging through Tarkov and been miserable I at least now know it's not my fault all the time you know what <laughs> I mean a like, lifted there like <laughs> you know like imagine if you've been struggling to lose weight or something and then after so long like you, you you're trying hard and you're eating right and you think everything's fine and then like after 10 years of busting your ass and not losing any weight you find out like oh I have a thyroid problem and there's some other thing and it's like oh well, now I don't feel bad. Like, I wasn't failing. There was something else unforeseen that was contributing. So, that's I, a, I don't know. It's it, I feel less shitty now than I did over the last four months. That's a that's a valuable point. I do want to kind of wing off Geese's question and talk about, like, the like where do we go from here? But that's actually a valuable point that we can pull from other games that are in beta. So, like... Um, I, I always go back to Star Citizen. I'm going to do it again. But like in Star Citizen, uh, the the last few patches that I played, there was a it was an error. It was 30K. It was just and it would just kick you from the game 11 times an hour. And it would just say error 30K. And like everybody knew it was like you would get frustrated that that would happen. But like nobody was worried it was them. Nobody was worried it was their system. And you can almost kind of laugh it off because you're like, oh, whatever. Like, I feel like we we really take Tarkov super, super seriously. And which is a good thing. It's a game that wants to be taken seriously, but we almost have to like, if, if this is the issue, 
I think I think personally it's a good perspective for you to almost like let it lighten your load and be like, okay, well, there was nothing I it's like I was actually talking Jesus about this. Jesus took the wheel. Yeah. I was talking about this the other day where I was like, I get so much I I get I am very frustrated that cheaters cheat. But I get less mad when I die to a cheater because I was like, when that raid started, it was over. I just wasn't aware of it. You know what I mean? There was nothing I could have done ever. So I'm just yeah. going to move on try not to make it a big deal. Report the name. I know BSG's working on cheaters. But when I die to like the desync, I get mad because I'm like, you know what I mean? You're just like, it got stolen from yeah, you. It got by... stolen from me. Yeah. It's so, like when that um, an umpire makes the wrong call. Yes. That's way worse than when you get juked and the guy scores exactly. a touchdown because, you know, like. So. So I think that's a good perspective on kind of what you were thinking. So like, how do we push through? It's like, I, I do think it can feel better or worse. And I think we've all had nights in the past three or four months that we're like, we just feel on and we feel like we're winning. And it was funny. You put that in the video where like, you're questioning your defeats, but you're also questioning your victories. No, that's yeah. That's what I was going to bring up and later. It's so true. There's nights where it feels on. And now I kind of feel bad because I'm like, man, what did I look like on your screen? I've, I've, I now it's funny because anytime I kill anybody and I go, what were you doing, bro? Now I'm thinking, oh, he was probably doing something super smart and I he just never teleported saw me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of him. He didn't see me. His mouth, I thought his trackpad batteries died yeah, when I exactly. pushed, but I, you know, but so then everyone, that's why I put a bunch of those clips in there where I actually had a folder that was called good, good net code. And then I had like bad net code and desync. And it was going to be like, here are examples where like I didn't get fucked by the networking. And and the more I looked at it, the more I realized it was overwhelmingly somebody posted up and me pushing on them. Yeah. Um, Which all I can say is it's very likely that they simply got fucked in the same way that I have been. Like there was a yeah. stutter and I just didn't feel it and I didn't see it because nobody was moving except for me. Um. Yeah. Except I will say that 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 day, the day that I had the good the good stream, that almost all of those clips were me and the enemy like moving together, and I never saw or felt like yeah. it was one day where something felt good. Um, you know, where like if we're both jiggle peeking a doorway, and I would just nail a headshot, and they'd fall instantly. Like that. All evidence points to the fact that that wasn't them getting Tarkov by a stutter because I would have seen it, they would have seen it, we would have felt it or yeah. experienced something, right? Yeah. Um, but now I, I feel I feel pretty good in that now, like, I feel like I can categorize shit when I see yeah. it. Like we're, I'm coming up with like a categorization, you know, like the fucking yeah. what is it like the um that hierarchy of animals and shit where you're like do oh. the taxonomy and you come up with all that stuff. It's like, yeah. well, now I know that like, well, these 17 things, it points to this and these four pieces of information together point to a cheater. Yeah. And you know, like, so, so what's the distilled, like, because the video is uh, long and it's exhaustive and you really break down a ton of stuff, but like, what's the distilled down, like top three, top, you know, four points. TLDR this the, for us. Yeah. TLDR this So for like us. the the client authoritative thing, I felt like after that section of the video, I felt good about saying like, that seems like it should be server authoritative, not client authoritative. Like what are those like pillars of like, these three things are the problem. They can be fixed, potentially easy, potentially hard. And if they're yeah, fixed, if I wanted uh, to, my if theory. If I wanted to condense it. Yeah. Um, if I was way more efficient with my communication, I would say that the... <laughs> 
and and assume that pe- people could Google um, yeah. some of these things is that when it comes to movement, uh, I don't think ballistics, but when it comes to movement, Tarkov is client authoritative, which means no matter what you, I don't I don't want to say no matter what, uh, because they might have special code for handling yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know speed hacks or whatever. I don't know. Um, but basically, when your movement is determined by you and your client, and it gets sent to the server, and the server never corrects your movement, um, which is you're leaving yourself open to issues. One of them being something that's extremely common right now, which is anytime anybody has any sort of connection or performance issue, whether it's caused by the client or caused by the server, yeah, that that causes. Um, really irregular and erratic movement for players uh, that you don't see on your end because your client movement, yeah. it, it's just not getting to the server. The server, it, it's its not preventing you from moving. It's, you're moving fine. Yeah. Um, But nobody else can actually see what your movement is uh, because it's going to be inconsistent, you know, or or whatever, yeah. and that's what you see for everybody else. Um, and the, the my my theory at the end of the day is that it there's something server side um, in the code. Not like I don't think it would be hardware related, but I mean, I somehow I doubt that their servers in London are the same hardware as their servers yeah. in Canada as the same servers in California. Um, there's it, it, what, what's common is the software, um, and someone will have to correct me if they have more information on this. Um, I did try to learn about the servers when I found the IP address, uh, but couldn't, um, I just found the, where the server farm was that I was connected to. Um, but yeah, there's something on the server that is, how do I put this as succinctly as possible? Computers can multitask, right? You you hear about mm-hmm. threads. They're able to do multiple things at once. Yeah. Um, now, one of the things that happens in software is that you have a task that might take a long time. Um, you will throw that off on some background low-priority thread because it'll take a bit, but you don't want it to block anything. It's fine if it takes long. Yeah. The things you care about is usually like the user interaction, right? If you're scrolling through a mobile app, um, you know, like infinite scroll. This is probably what I have the most experience with. As you hit the bottom, you know how you see like that spinner? Mm-hmm. The, the, that client is basically saying, okay, I have a list of 50 things, you know, in your Facebook feed. Send a request off to the server. It might take 30 seconds, but it's doing that in the background. You can still scroll the UI. You can still tap on things, um, even though it's doing other stuff in the background. Yeah. If you do stuff on the, on, if you were to send that request off on the main thread, the screen would freeze until the response came back. And that's actually what I think a lot of the stutters were back in the day with the UI and stuff. I think they were doing oh, some threading stuff on the main thread. Um, but uh, what's going on with the servers, it's, it has the symptoms of all of the shit that is coming in for like movement and ballistics and updates is not being processed right away it's that it's it's waiting on something else whether it's there's just too much data and it can't process what it has or they could be either putting less important shit on a higher priority thread yeah or they could be or they could be putting 
important shit on the back end of a low priority thread and in some cases it's not a huge deal but like half of the time it is yeah yeah. you know so that was the least fucking succinct explanation i mean i understand i've ever given stand it i understand it so you think those are those are basically the two major things that's like movement is related to its client side authoritative and then there's some server optimizations that on how stuff is handled and what priority it's given when being relayed back and forth between server and client yeah so the client authoritative thing is something that's that's bad and they should fix in the design yeah and this other performance issue makes the client authoritative movement like almost as close as I would get to saying unplayable. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. If anybody could see, if you, if you watch the video and you see the five man stutters all at once, yeah. unless you play with a five man squad, which I never do. And maybe, maybe, uh, you know, the listeners or whatever do more. Um, like, you would say if if you were playing any other game and all of the characters were constantly stuttering and moving around like I did when I when I played with Geeks and when I played with Jesse and when I played with Scav, all these guys, yeah, we were all stuttering around for each other. You would then think like the game is unplayable. Uh, yeah. It's it's really 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 fucking bad. And the worst part is how subtle it is and how it's super easy to f- yeah. not notice or put you know put in the back of your mind or whatever like people just like oh i'm lagging oh i'm lagging yeah you know but it's like so much more insidious than that and and that's why it's it's so scary so in the end in in the end of the day do you think they can fix this it totally depends it could be a one-line thing it could be needing to re-architect the entire system i mean i have no idea um okay it it could be like like i said they they it could be as simple as, and it's unlikely, but when they go and they process something, coding, you know how like you get like auto-completes on your phone? No. Yeah, I no. code all the time. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> not when... Wednesdays. Coding Wednesdays with geeks. <laughs> sorry, no, no. Let me, I know, let I know. me, there was a comma there. When you're coding and then I said, okay, wait. When you're texting your friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You know how there's like auto-complete, right? Like on your phone? Yeah. You get really good and efficient when you're programming to use autocomplete because some function names are super long variable names are super long and you have to repeat over and over again you know like the underscore constant underscore variable for you know like you don't want to type all that out so you type the underscore and then you hit enter and it just puts it there yeah it's entirely possible that somewhere at some point someone moved a line of code and then they autocompleted to the wrong thing and it's getting put on the low priority thread oh and it was like yeah, oh yeah, shit yeah. we did it, like i said it could be really fucking simple it could be much more complicated um and could require a lot of work the client side authoritative stuff that's not going to be a one-liner yeah that's i mean they they literally will then have to take the system that has no concept of being corrected, so to speak, or at least as far as I know. Yeah. It's just doing the driving, you know? So yeah. now you have to have this thing be able to respond and rewind, and, I mean, that's just a lot of fucking work. Yeah. Um, now, who knows if they've been building that in, if they, if it's partially done. Um, I got excited when I found that little 
that little queue of tuples with the date and everything. Yeah. Because then it was like, oh my God, all of these events that they're sending, they have the history. If they have the history, then mm. doing the client um like reconciliation and rewinding them back, like they already have all the data. But then I realized that it was just a date and an integer. It wasn't, you know, the actual full like Yeah, like the whole you turned left at yeah, this positional period of time, stuff. you know, whatever. Um but they they would have to do essentially that. The threading thing, I, I honestly feel like it's it would be it it should be very easy for them to diagnose what the problem is now that they know what they're looking at and the yeah. fact that I can reproduce it 17 times every minute on yeah. demand. And that's kind of what I was thinking was that like because you've you've been very open about throughout the whole video. You're like, I'm not saying that these are exactly the things that are wrong. It's just that like we like this is the first time that at least to my knowledge that some pretty extensive proper testing has been done we don't have great test environments so like you kind of did what you had to do with the five man on factory isolating an online raid this is you know where we'll be there aren't any pmcs and so there was proper testing done so i think like there's layers of it 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 could be you just like nailed it and nikita goes okay we're we're going to begin the process of switching to server side authoritative and we're investigating the server optimization it could be that like you're a little off base but the, like the thing we have to remind ourselves is like and you've and it sounds so weird but you've said this a few times that you weirdly got excited when nikita said we don't we are not aware of any pressing network issues like the thing we have to remember here is that even if veritas is like off base you can't watch that video and think that there are no pressing network issues you know you what can't, i mean you can't you, you can't, can't look at, you can't look at that and say it's client side yeah, because you're you talking can't. about a 1 in 800 billion trillion trillion quadrillion chance that everybody always stutters for exactly 7 frames at the same exact yeah. time always like yeah. no you so just can't right there's layers to like if you've nailed it it could be easy to fix if you've nailed it it could be pretty hard to fix even if you're off base at least the hope is that everybody between like the players, the content creators and the BSG team now at least gets on the same page, which is kind of you mentioned, I, you know, obviously don't remember the exact wording, but at the end of the video where you're like, all I want is that the players, whether you're a content creator or not, and the staff at BSG, whether you're Nikita or just a regular line of code to be able to identify with the struggles and frustrations of what the player experience is. So being able to isolate, record repeat 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 like this is like you were saying on demand stuff you can repeat these issues um so i think yeah, that, i didn't cherry pick those clips yeah i no, literally like i can i deleted it all but i, I could do it on demand anytime yeah. uh on stream i guarantee if i get five people in on no matter what the servers are that i'll be able to reproduce it yeah on demand no problem um but yeah so I, I, basically what i've done is i've said it's a transmission problem. You've been looking at like the exhaust for so long. And I know you think it's the exhaust, but I'm telling you it's a transmission. It could be the clutch. Yeah. It could be something else. But I, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's got all of the signs that it's like a transmission problem. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I really hope I, I'm, I keep checking to see if Nikita, <laughs> he hasn't, he hasn't opened my message uh, yet. Like I said, I'm sure he's sleeping, but God, I'm so excited because Last time I talked to him and I and I shared, he he kind of was like, yeah, we're looking at a few things. We think we might be onto something uh, having to do with client memory. And I'm like, 
there's probably something with client memory. Keep yeah, looking at that. Yeah. But that's not that's not this. Like if if they could fix this issue, it would make Tarkov feel different overnight. Yeah, for sure. It would suddenly put the driving like the the steering wheel in my hands again and let me yeah. feel like I have control over my fucking destiny. I'd still make mistakes and I'd still might get a flat tire every now and then, yeah. but at least like it's not going to randomly get ripped out of my hands and have me crash into a tree, and, you know? And, it, and a lot of that is because it goes back to freaking what Geeks was saying earlier. It's like remembering the fundamentals of Escape from Tarkov and how everything is connected with like when you die, it matters. So like anything that's wrong with the economy will be have a magnifying glass on it with this exists. Because if we're all dying to random crap all the time, then we have to go to the flea market and I've got to spend 77,000 rubles per bullet for a 995 and I'm already frustrated. So I get more frustrated. Preset system. Dude, it, exactly. So it's like, it's crazy how much this will affect. Like if it's as simple as like we can fix it because it's not Call of Duty. You don't just respawn in. Like if it was, it would suck, but you could kind of just power through it. But like, you know what I mean? And Gisa, I'm right there with you where I'm staring at my stash going, where's all my gear? I don't want to go buy. So it's, it's interesting how like how much it affects because of the nature of Tarkov. And then like you were saying, well, it, it still just baffles me. Like who knows how long some of these things have been a factor, but it can often present itself so subtly in a fight. You know what I mean? Where especially it, yeah. if you're shooting a gun with like a um, a muzzle flash, it's so hard to actually see that your enemy is stuttering around. You just like swing your mouse around and you're dead and you're just like, what happened? Like, they have a flashlight, you've got <laughs> yeah, muzzle yeah, flash. It's, it's crazy. Your vision is blurry more than it's ever been every time you get shot at. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the, I, I, there was, I'm just... No, no, go for it. Go for it. I, I'm just imagining Nikita reading this because I don't know if you guys watched the Russian podcast that happened on Thursday or Friday. One of the days. Friday. It would happen yeah, on Friday. Yeah. So, you know, he was talking about how, you know, everyone's in, in good spirits, but the workflow hasn't been as as good as before. And, you know, because working from home is is super difficult yeah, for at working as a team, you know, and he... He compared it to like, look at what CD Projekt Red's going through with Cyberpunk 2077, and they have over 500 people. Yeah, you know I mean, like their studio is so much smaller. So, yeah, uh, you know, things are slowing down hard. And I can just imagine Nikita watching this video and being like, fuck <laughs> me. Like, I we I don't I don't have time for this. You know, like, yeah, we don't. But I, know, I, just, you know, I just hope I, his takeaway from it is like, oh, like 98% yeah. of the reason why people are frustrated is this yeah. one thing that we didn't even we weren't even looking at it that's yeah. why i that's why i feel like it's so significant yeah, you know sure. because it's potentially the highest impact change that they have made in the last yeah it might be fucking ever and yeah because of how 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 unanimous it is that all the content creators are fucking sick of the game everybody thinks it's broken and it's it's but nobody knew yeah the what or the why or the how it was just 19 different explanations that nobody was looking at you know i i don't think it like i i honestly don't think nikita's saying like f me on yeah, this yeah. one either by the way like i know he's like he appreciates everything you know the community does you know even this video too for yeah. sure he wants to know what's the issue but i'm just nervous about 
I think this is going to be a long fix. I don't think it's going to be one line of code. And yeah. this is something that's so detrimental to this game to make it like, at least I like the best time is I don't mind fighting and then dying when it's a good fight. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now in the back of my head, I'm always like, was that a good fight? Like win or lose? Yeah. Was that a good fight for both of us? Is that, is it, was it fair for both of us? You know, and I think for a game that every raid has so much pressure and weight on it, especially when you're trying to do tasks, especially when you're trying to complete things, yeah. it, it is kind of disheartening and just like, oh, what's not what's the point? Because, you know, into the end of the day, I've always said, like, this game is something magical. This game yeah. is something super special. There's no other game out there that you can go play and it scratches any of the Tarkov itches. But now it's like, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard to be like, oh, awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. I died. Is that, you know, I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. We're like having something to point to, having an enemy like this is the thing is good for a short amount of time, but over a long amount of time, it's tiring. Like, I think that's what yeah, you're saying. Yeah. It's like, if this does take a long time to fix, like having that, like, oh, this is it. We figured it out. Yay. You can, like, you can ride that for a while. And then if it takes a long time, but like, my hope is that, uh, my hope is that it's just like you know, based on Nikita's response, the communication from them will help us kind of see what direction it is. And then you know, like you were saying, Veritas, and how it's not just one thing; it's a few things. So even just like optimizing this over here might make this less often, like this appear less often. Yeah. So it could be something that's iterative. You know what I mean? That's not just like you know, this is twelve point eight point nine, and it fixes everything. That would be dope. You know what I mean? But hopefully, like it could also be. You know, yeah, I'm 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 optimistic in that they the the client authoritative thing is that is something that requires like rearchitecting a major part yeah. of the system. That's a different and but the game can be better. Yeah, without the stutters because then now you're you're still at the whim of somebody's poor connection. But now it's I can have a perfect connection, you could have a perfect connection, and we both get fucked as if you have like a, a yeah. lag switch that you're pulling out of the wall, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean like the impact that this has had, yeah, is crazy. And and, and part of what I was alluding to at the end of the second video that again I had to take out. And yeah. didn't get a chance to talk about, which was actually really significant, because I I looked at all of my old footage because I wanted to see if something where when it was introduced, right? Because if it was like overnight, quote unquote, it, if it happened with twelve eight, let's say, you know, or or whatever the big wipe was yeah. twelve six or twelve seven, if I could like point to a time where it was like, oh, it wasn't here, it wasn't in February, but it was in August. Okay, well then it's sometime in here. Yeah. At some point, like. There's going to be a line of code or a or a batch of changes that are going to uh, be like the cause of this. It could very well be not super complicated for them to yeah. figure out what the deal is, assuming that it was introduced, I think, sometime in the last six months. Because I remember January, February, March, the game felt OK. Yeah. But but I know that like April, May, June. It, that was all cheaters, but then again, maybe it was the cheaters weren't as bad, and it was <laughs> you know these issues. Although now it's these issues more than ever, and then less cheaters. But so there seems like there's a distinction. Like you know, you don't always know when it's a cheater, but yeah, 
but I, I'm I've been I haven't run into anybody who's been like totally sus in a while. Yeah, um, but yeah, there's a, a lot of a lot more than ever. There have been times where you die, you know, it's absolute bull, and you know the guy's not cheating. Like yeah, and I think it, that's like what when it's another streamer yeah. on the other side, you know, yeah. or whatever, because you can see, you know, how how it manifests. But so that connected with another recent fix was something that I really wanted to get into uh, in the video, which was the how your arms when they were blacked out uh they wouldn't allow bullets to penetrate that was a bug that they just fixed uh within the last couple of weeks so if i when i look back on my old footage i used to be the the adar m1 semi-auto one tap in the head god yeah and and then all of a sudden if you look if you could like graph out my gun use over time, it was almost always Vepers and ADARs and all those other things because I was good with them because I could one tap in the head. Yeah. But then over time, if you look at all my videos and you and you actually plot it, I have a Google Doc somewhere with a fucking graph <laughs> um, where like all the highlight videos and the guns I used in them because I did this. Um, all of a sudden, at around six months ago, I stopped using those guns and started using more full auto guns. Um, and part of the reason why oh and everything started to feel shit yeah so part of the reason why was this bug in the game with the arms wasn't a big deal when i could tap people in the head because i have fairly decent aim you know and a decent reaction time but then all of a sudden six months ago presumably when this netcode stuff was introduced now everybody jittering around so much makes it impossible to one tap the head yeah. you basically just need to spray and pray and yeah. hope well yeah. then then that ends up being center of mass well now i'm shooting people center of mass where their arms are taking all their shots yeah so yeah, now yeah. all of a sudden i come head first into this bug that people for the last six months before that were probably experiencing because they weren't tapping heads but i wasn't experiencing because i was tapping heads right so it's yeah. like because Nikita said, and I believe him, that this that that arm bug was in the game for probably over a year. It wasn't a new thing. That's been in the game for over a year, and nobody even really knew it existed. Um, so it's like imagine the six months before, you know, the beginning of the year. Yeah. Um, all the people whining, and I was probably like, oh, the game's fine. You need to get good. You need to practice. You need to aim for the head or whatever. And then that was just people who were losing fights because they were shooting center mass with maybe not the best penetrating ammo. So the arms were just more likely to block all the yeah. bullets, right? And then, and I'd be one tapping people and everything fell fine. As soon as the net code went to shit, well, now it feels shitty for everybody and every fight's a coin flip. Yeah. Because you're, I'm just sitting there spraying your jittering body center mass and they're all getting blocked by your arms. So that was like another yeah. moment where it was like, holy fuck. Again, this explains so much, yep. you know? Yep. It's wild. It really is. And I think, I think to kind of wrap this up, like, I think the point is that if I'm Nikita and I'm watching this and, and like I said, whether you've anywhere on the spectrum of like, oh my God, you've nailed it. We can, we can ship a patch. Give me 48 hours. We're going to fix this to like, you pointed us in the right direction. We're going to get to the bottom of this anywhere on the spectrum of that. If I'm Nikita, and you have any sort of, yeah, like perspective on the game. You're seeing how many things this affects, how this ends up uh, bolstering the other bugs or problems with the game. Like this is like, it's not, it's not outrageous to say that like fixing these issues could be some of the most significant like 
forward steps for Escape from Tarkov ever because it, it it's going to allow people to breathe again. It's going to like give people the space and then they're not having to worry about everybody just saying, you know, what's the flavor of the month? Is it cheaters? Is it thermals? Is it hackers? Is it ping abuse? Is it like, you know what I mean? So it makes the game skill based again. Yeah. And, and even yeah, I think in, that's what this game needs the, yes. the most right now is it needs to go back to yes what this is all about. Yep. And that's just like 1v1 kind of. But I now, the, but yep. it, that's going to make it. Now, I I want to be realistic here. That's going to make people who are newer. Yep, I know exactly where you're going. Yeah, they're going to lose more often now. Yes, because before it was the person who had been playing for three years has an eighty percent chance of winning, and you have a twenty percent chance of winning. That's when you have a fair fight because I'm ready for you and I'm holding the angle, and you're going to come out and I'm. And you're gonna be dead. Yep. And that's how I used to roll, right? Yeah. I used to just be like, click, you're dead, click, you're dead. And then and then all of a sudden now it's like I come up one v one against people and and we're just doing this until one yeah. of us falls over. And because it's basically just you're flipping a coin, you're rolling the dice. Dude. So it's yeah, gonna yeah, be but, more RNG. But on, but on the flip side of that, the the newer players can do that too. And they won't be as frustrated. Yes. You know what I mean? I think that would be a huge thing. If I was a newer player and I was seeing all this weird desync and all like, how did he shoot that? Like what happened there? That would frustrate me more than if I just got into a fight with someone and I was like, oh, they were just really good. I you think you're like dying to someone. Right. Yeah. Dying to someone that has game knowledge that, you know, like, I, I have been playing Warzone lately and dying in that game. It's like, I just died because they're like, I don't, I'm not good at this game. You yeah. know what I mean? But, but dying. It's not the game's a, fault. Yeah. No, it's not the game's fault. It, it's my fault. It's my skill in the game. And that drives a person to become better yeah. at a game, right? Like that's going to drive you to be like, I want to be that guy. I want to be that one tap King that I know where he's at on the map. I'm mm -hmm. going to just. I'm going to get that good instead of being like, well, I'll just use a full auto and I'll just spray back and forth. And I'm sure one shot will hit. You know what I mean? It's so yeah, true. It like, I think absolutely like, like extrapolating this out. Exactly. What these issues have is it's brought everybody to a 50 50, like effectively, right? Is it's brought us all down to a 50 50. It's a coin flip. So if we fix the issue, we're all going to snap back to the good people are going to be really, really good. And the bad people are going to be bad. But Anybody that's played Tarkov for a long time knows the allure. Like everybody remembers when, you know, a Summit or Shroud or the Dock or any one of these guys that are really good at games picked up Tarkov, played it for two hours, said this game is awful. I'm never playing this again in my life. And then 48 hours they were back on because what Tarkov is, is when you win a fight and you know you outskilled somebody, that adrenaline rush, it goes back to getting Tarkov, you know, one. Tarkov's not supposed to be fun. It's like when we split it back and we make it skill-based, it brings back the Tarkov's not supposed to be fun, but it's rewarding. When I learn how to kill a guy and I execute it, that adrenaline rush pushes me to play more. But the new players just are getting in the 50-50s. I was playing with a duo two nights ago on Shoreline. I made this like 7,000 IQ flank. I was like, you stay here. Just blind fire around the corner. Keep them. It was a four-man. I jumped through the window of admin. I roll up on a naked guy with an SKS. He's facing the opposite way. I'm looking at his back. I raise up to his head. Three bullets to the back of the head. I snap to the other person, and he goes, "What?" And turns around and one taps me with his SKS through my face shield. <laughs> that guy doesn't ever win that fight in a skill-based yeah. game, never. And he never learns to, to 
he never learns to not do what he did it the game the way the game is because he won he got he got my exfil helmet and my akm you know what i mean so it it is an interesting point that it will make survival rating feel more yeah but like geeks is saying that's tarkov that is uh, totally the, agree yeah at, yeah. The, at the end of the day it if they if they were to fix this issue the game would people who are newer and who are less experienced, they would die more often than they do now. So it would feel more punishing. But on the flip side is that w where they are now is potentially the best that they will ever be. Yeah. Because now there's this hard skill ceiling where yeah. you're flipping coins. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you might fall down to, to be, you know, 20% survival rate. But at least you can actually improve and some yeah. point get up to 70. Um, yep. So it's it's the same reason why when I whenever I've advocated for changes that are good for experienced players or good for the end game. And as soon as anybody says, well, I don't have enough time to get to the end game. So why do you want to why do you want to make the end game better? You just want to help yourself out. And it's like. Well, at some point, if you get good enough and you play enough and you get interested enough, you are going to hit the end game and yeah. then you'll see the problem. Yeah. Right. So it's a problem that affects everybody. Yeah. This is something I've been uh, thinking about, like all this week is. Is there like w what's the driving factor to the game once you hit a certain level right now? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like th th there's nothing to like eventually do like you get kappa and then you're like okay i guess we'll just go kill a, a bunch of dudes right winning yeah. fights and having good engagements which yeah. you can't you cannot objectively but, but have like, anymore yeah no but like that is one of the things right but part of the game is always like i like games that have some sort of layers where i'm trying to unlock stuff i'm trying so like daily weekly tasks would be good don't get me wrong uh, i think that's going to be coming they already said it but like if this game comes in 1.0 mm -hmm. what is going to continue like look at the the player base right now it has dropped significantly and we're at what like six months into the wipe Something like so that. like and we don't know what the end game is going to be like if there's going to be like every four months one character wipes and there's and there's a persistent character yeah. uh, you know but i'm curious like do you like do you think this game needs more end game kind of things to, like is it like you know i was saying is i don't want the kind of t type of skins like let's say Fortnite has or something like that but like hey i want camo gloves you know what i mean like yeah. I get a thousand kills with the ADAR. I get a really, you know, like like some sort of camouflage skin for the ADAR. Like, yeah. would you guys be in for that? Like something that drives you to want to continue to use one type of gun and, and see how many kills you can get with it? it you'd run out so quickly. Like you just run out. People say daily tasks. And while I think daily tasks would be cool, nobody's going to... Nobody's who's like... If I want to be the best player in the world, you know, or whatever, I want to play yeah. all the time, just jumping on and doing my daily tasks. Like, even if they redo the quest system and you have a main quest line, that's still you're done with that. Uh, I, I get through Halo in two days and I'm yeah. done. But here's the thing with daily tasks. I think you're thinking of it the wrong way, because the way I think of daily tasks and the way I think they're going to be so important is say the daily task is to kill five PMCs on customs. Mm -hmm. Even if the player base is small, 
I know where everyone's going to be that day. So it's going to yeah. funnel people to have full lobbies at customs for that day. I think that's what's so important about uh, daily, weekly, and monthly tasks is it's funneling people into certain maps that is going to maybe when it is kind of more on the dead side like it is right now, it is going to you know create more engagements. Because right now, it's like, oh, this map was super dead. Let's play it again, yeah. I guess. And then you're like, there's everyone in here. What's going on? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's a flip of the yeah. of that too. So, so it's, a, it's a different a different perspective then. So where, where I was going with this was that I don't think that kind of thing, whether it's a content in that way, I, is never going to make at least for me, it's never going to make the game what I think it can or should or, you know, I've envisioned it being. Yeah. What would is essentially giving players the freedom to to make, like, they're, they're the content engines. They're the experience engines. Yeah. If, for example, they if they took the game right now and they made it open world and added VoIP, yeah, we talk, yeah, we talk, we talk uh, you, inst you instantly it's like now I don't care about wipes. I don't care about quests because I can go with my friends and go anywhere, you know, and and do all these things. I can I can there's just so much that comes out of that for free without them needing to like have somebody typing up a new quest every week with some new flavor text that gets localized. You know, it's like, it's the reason why so many people still play DayZ, even though it might be, you know, dead by yeah. comparison, however you want to look at it, or or Star Citizen or whatever. The games have, like, no content. But just by nature of letting you explore, have some freedom, and be able to interact with people, that right there is, like, the most the most end game, the most content, the most experience for the money, I guess. And um, in my opinion. And I think like what, what I think is that it's a both and not an either or. So you've got, there's all sorts of different types of games. You've got MMOs that are, it's all loot driven, right? Like if, if world of Warcraft or if destiny stopped releasing cool raid gear, that's why you play, right? Like, you know what I mean? The crucible, the PVP is it's a part of the game, but it's not the biggest thing. If, if you know what I mean? There it's loot driven. CS, God, how how old is CS? You know what I mean? And and people and they had like their best they had like their best month of all high player cap like this year in 2020. It was insane. That's not content. That has yep. no end game. It's all skill. And then you look at like the third, which is like DayZ, which is another eight-year-old game that had one of its best years ever, which has no loot or really skill because of how stupid the UI is, but it's fun. It's people are the content engines. And I actually think that like uh, Tarkov is almost set up to capture the best of all three. Like if, if the gameplay works, the gunplay and winning. Winning is a driving force. Like, yeah, you can release skins in Fortnite. You know what I mean? But if I can buy the skins and I don't have to grind for them, then that's, I'm not really grinding for them. People like, to, people like to yeah. win Fortnite. You know what I mean? People like to, people like Call of Duty, it's just, you know, we just rinse, repeat Warzone. You know what I mean? Yeah, you can get new skins, but people want to win Warzone. And winning feels better in Escape from Tarkov than in any game ever. So I think that's one pillar of Endgame is when the gunplay is flawless, when the netcode is as good as it can possibly be, there will be a large portion of people that will just play that game for eternity, just like they've played CS for eternity. I think we we go one layer forward if they figure out a way to 
bridge these maps together. Potentially, they, they add a VoIP system that can be turned off or on, depending on how you want to play. That allows uh, players or content creators to be content engines and use the same stuff in front of you to create over and over and over. And then you go the third layer. And if you tell me I have to kill Sturman 5,000 times for that jacket, I'm going to do it. And the game yeah. is set up, a, the game is actually set up a, a, a few different ways for that. Daily and weekly tasks could be something to do, especially for more casual people that might not grind Sturman 6,000 times. And then you've got something like the masteries. Do you know how invested I was in watching Clean get the DVL mastery? I was like, bro, this dude's up on reserve every day. He's sniping. He's not even going to get the loot. He's sniping 11 people. He's extracting. He's getting back into a raid. It was so dope. And he got it. And it was like, he was like, he spent 10 minutes trying to figure out if the animation was actually different. He was like, I got ripped off. He was like, it's not different. And then he was like, wait. It's, it's kind of different. Okay. And I was like, dude, that's such a like potential end game. If you like give any sort of value to masteries, like, and it took him so long. Like, so the game is weirdly set up with the skill system that we know is getting reworked. The mastery system that I think should get reworked with the like cosmetic items. So I think there's a piece of it for almost every part. And then they could just do quarterly drops where they add new guns. There, there are more guns in the world than could ever be added in the game. You know what I mean? And and they can almost kind of like create this mishmash where everybody gets something. And whether you play for 10 minutes a day or 10 hours a day, you kind of always have something to do. I don't know. Yeah, that's they're not gonna. Here's the thing. People people seem to think that okay, end game is they're gonna whoa, they're going to rework the quests. Like people think of one thing and they stop thinking about it. Like, yeah. after they say it, they stop thinking about it. Even if they redid all the quests, how many quests would you need to have to have a year's worth of replayability? Yeah, so much. Yeah. Like, it, more than anybody is willing to type out at Battlestate, right? Yeah. And the fact is, is they want to work on other games. So, who knows? Five years from now, there might not be anybody actively working on adding content. You know, like, yeah. it might just be something that every couple of months they drop a couple of new a couple of new guns and some new models and but like so people think that oh they need to do wipes they need to do this and that all of that is just pushing the actual problem down the line of there's no like there's no reason for me to play so rather than me man, me manufacture reasons for you to play that will either be finite or I'm now promising to provide an infinite amount mm -hmm. of reasons forever you the only answer to me seems to be make it so that y players can provide their own reason for playing give them the sandbox yeah. and some of the tools that they need for that are open world and voip and i mean imagine going into a raid like like tarkov we talked about this last time geeks imagine going into a raid and you get you're fighting scav boss right and maybe you get one tapped by scav boss right away but you know there's like a, a four-man squad rolling up on customs if you know the server's still alive for two hours, you know, and it's not going to reset until, you know, like DayZ servers do, mm -hmm. you can get back in the raid, pick up your shit, <laughs> and, like, take advantage of the fight. Or you can say, fuck that, I'm not going back there. You can go somewhere else if you want to so be safe. So are you talking about open world? Are you talking about open yeah, world, yeah. then? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, trust, uh, yeah, I, I think 
yeah, I think in the end of the day, though, we don't know what the final vision of the game is going to be. No, like very I think, true, I, yeah. I think, you know, it's all of us just being like, they need to add this. Yeah. They need to add this. They need to add this. And but they don't I know would, what the vision is either. I know. And, and so I we need we to need we a, figure it out. I we know, need to I, plant the seed. Inception. <laughs> I, I think I think us talking about this, us listening to how many other people talk about this all the time in my community. We always talk yeah. about this. I know in your guys' community, this is, and that just shows you how much passion there is for this game. Absolutely. And the one thing I do want to see is open world. Yeah. I like, I, I honestly do think that's going to open up a lot of doors for it to become feeling like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, like Tarkov, like a whole, I don't know, like a country. You could say country instead of just being like, I'm picking factory. That's my map yeah, now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like instead of that, it's like, it feels like one game. You know what I mean? Where it's like right now, it just feels like kind of, you're just, you're just picking where you want to go. Going but, labs is like going to the airfield, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Northwest yeah, yeah airfield, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and that would be cool to be like, oh, I'm doing really good today or I've got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to go into, you know, labs today. Cause I feel like it. And I think, you know, who knows if it's going to be. A lot of people right now who knows if there's like because you can't just choose it right you have to actually yeah. go there but that's the other thing is how is like we don't know how this open worldness is going to work yeah and i've heard things to be like they're not doing open world anymore or they are do, doing open world like i've heard such yeah there's a lot back and forth there's a lot of people saying they said no they said yes i think they're they do need to eventually because they they've already talked about how they want to move on to their next game yeah so i think they need to just put like a board up or you know like I, th this is this is what we want to get done yeah. and then if we have extra time are you reading the transcript gonna... to our last podcast Dude, are you like no, are you reading my we, brain no. bro i i no, this is what we we yeah we, there, we there basically had there needs this to be a roadmap. Exact, I think, yeah, I, I think, think there needs to be a roadmap. I think the, the most think, important thing, uh, uh, maybe other than these like issues that you, Veritas is bringing for actual gameplay mechanic, I think the most important thing is vision for Escape from Tarkov. Like we've said this before, like if you play Star Citizen, if you're in that game, you know exactly what Chris Roberts want this game to be. You can decide if you like it. You can decide if you hate it. You can decide if you're indifferent, but you're never wondering what Chris Roberts wants Star Citizen to be ever. And that's what Escape from Tarkov needs. You know what I mean? Like when the, the day I like, I was so happy the day it was on one of the more recent podcasts Nikita was reading the comments and he was like, eh, you know, flea market. Have you ever thought about getting rid of it? And he was like, oh, no, absolutely not. We're never getting rid of the flea market, period, ever. It's not going to happen. I was like, yes, we we need that. We need just like hard, fast yeah, we answers need, uh, yeah, yeah, from Nikita. Yeah, yeah. We need open world is coming. I want it to look like this, but we're still developing it and it might change. Okay, now I my expectation is set that this might not be exactly how it is, but I know how you want it to be. Oh, my God. Just that's, don't forget. That's what we need. Don't forget that this was started a few years ago. By Nikita, who had basically done one game before. Yeah, yeah, that's him very and true. Four of his, him and four of his buddies. So, you know how many times I've, I mean, how many times have I started a game with literally just a couple of things jotted down and I'm writing code? Like, yeah. we assume that he has a really fully fleshed out and detailed vision. Yeah. It could be that he doesn't, and that's not necessarily the worst thing. No. Because it's not EA. It's not like they're six months before releasing, you know, COD 7, yeah. and it's like, we don't even know what the game's about. Yeah. He's on a fucking adventure and a journey here, Absolutely. and it, it just so happens but to... They've been, they've been 
success so successful and so good because of what they've been able to do that we hold them to standards you know that For are sure. I just think maybe that a little bit you I know, think different he than what should they need be to be aware that if he's going to start talking about moving to another game that like I completely agree with you. I empathize with Nikita. I try to more than anybody else because I totally get it. But I think the, the responsibility is on him to understand that before he starts talking about moving to another game, his players deserve to know at least what he thinks this game should end up looking like. And I feel like yep. he has to have some idea. It might not be a hard and fast, like, I've always wanted Factory to, you know what I mean? Like, maybe it is just right now, this is what this is how I want to close up this game. But I still think we need that. I, I think we also don't realize or give people the credit or, the, you know, two years ago, if I was making a game, I could have had these ideas. Yeah. things change yeah you know i mean yeah, like yeah. my ideas change as the player okay. base yeah and as i get feedback and and i don't think a lot of people are taking that into account because i always hear people be like oh a year ago he said blah 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 on a podcast it's like that was a year ago things change drastically in a year on what he's thinking what he wants how he's seeing the game go yeah and, for sure and i think we we've got to take everything that he's talked about that's a really and, good point. And everyone's talked yep. about in the past with a grain of salt um, because yep. it, it's, it's just, things, things change. No, that's and really I you want to assume that they're like wait, like waffling and that they don't know what they're doing, but instead it, like, it could just be that they're learning and evolving. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? They're yeah. Just, but there's, this is my other point though too is we're so lucky to have a company that is so transparent. So like, yeah. Hey, we're doing a podcast again. We're going to talk about and just show you what's coming up. There's no other company that does that. And all we do is bitch and complain. And it, it's kind of, it, it shows you how passionate people are about this game, but yeah. it shows you the levels of toxicity that are in this game too with yeah. it. And I think the, the worst and the best thing that ever happened in this game was for the drops event. It made this game so popular. It makes everything, you know, it, it makes a lot of people come to the game and realize how good it is and for them to play. But, but at the same time, it, it brought a lot of now people being like, no, this is the way it's been always. I, yeah, don't change yeah. this. Don't change this. They don't, they're not realizing things change so drastically before you came in like things were changing every three to four months really and now if he wants to change one thing it was like like look at that uh thick item case thing i get oh, what yeah. the whole ordeal was over it i really do <laughs> but it just shows you how he was thinking he's like i didn't see what the big deal was yeah you know what i mean he's like i i was just i wanted to change something so now they can't just change what something right they have to they have to think about it they have to really yeah they like i want them to be able to change something for a month like you know what we're going to change this ammo to be you know way weaker for one month yeah but 
there would be such backlash that I think they have to really now be like, is it worth that backlash? And it's you know crazy. I mean? like, is it worth it? We say that. Well, you know, I, and I'm, yeah, you're, that's a great point. Cause the community at large says that a lot, like try stuff, try new stuff, test this, test <laughs> that. And then they take, they change the thing. And everyone was like, what? You fucking, <laughs> you've, you've broken everything. Yeah, so you know, then he's like, like, well, do you want me to change stuff or not? But that's, but that's half the people, right? Like you don't yeah. hear half of them be like, oh, you know, this is, you know, test things, test things. But when it comes to the, the change, everyone's angry but no one wants to be like hey good job like yeah i, I, I wouldn't be like hey congrats you know there were a bunch um, of people who were probably like that's fine but the loud yeah, people yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but, but the feed the feedback circle needs to be tightened up to the point where yeah what we don't want is like everybody's fear is for like clean's gonna say something that i don't like and then the game's gonna be ruined and everybody's yeah. gonna hate it and it's like okay that isn't going to happen if we all do our jobs if yeah. there's something if there's a change that they want to experiment with and it turns out to be huge mistake and it's unanimous you yeah. know or, or close to then first of all nikita should have the the means and the ability to be able to like funnel and collect that information which is what i mentioned in that video like we yeah. all need to have the right the right measured responses and he needs to know who to fucking ignore and who to listen to yeah um and yeah, I mean, that's that's all that's all important. And as soon as we can do that, then this whole cycle of yeah. test, iterate, tweak, change, feedback, test, iterate, feedback, you know, it's yeah, that cycle need to yeah. be more agile. And I think I think an important thing to this was going back to something you were saying earlier, Geeks, but we talked about this the other day is like another thing to like constantly remind ourselves is the, like the language barrier. You know what I mean? It's like the analogy I used was like, imagine, you know, if, if I asked you to describe why you were in love with your significant other in English, you would be able to do that in so many words. But if I asked you to describe why you were in love with your significant other in Russian to me, it would be like, okay, let me funnel this down to as simple as few words yeah. as my possible. Wife smooth, my yeah. wife, smooth, shiny face. Smooth, my shiny wife, face, like, beautiful. I know seven colors. Love long I, time. <laughs> so, like, we have to remember, like, we we take Nikita's words. And this, I thought about this when you were talking about, like, what if they're just learning and evolving too? And we take his words to be such gospel because he's the lead developer of the game. But he's learning He's evolving and he's trying to describe it all in another freaking language. So it's like everybody needs to kind of like take that and give that empathy back and be like, you know what? Like, but I still it's just it's the rub because I still believe that we need. He does a great job. Exactly. Like you were saying we do podcasts. They talk about new features. They talk about stuff. But I, I still think there's that element of like a vision. This is where we want to take it. It might change. Bear with us. But it just gives us. A, a place to look, but I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe I can, maybe I can get it out of them. Yeah, get it out of them. The thing, and then, you know, like, for all we know, someone just needs to ask the question the right way, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's going to be like this. Let me yeah, draw you a picture. 100%. And then all of a sudden, it's like, you should have just, you, oh, you wanted to know about open world. You should have just said, why didn't you just say so? And it's like, Dude. you fucking what? <laughs> you know, like, it's so true, though. It's, it's, there have been times where that's happened. Like there have been times w with Nikita and with Tarkov where, yeah, the, the language barrier goes both ways and he's just not really understanding what like the what the actual question, what we're trying to get. And he was like, oh, once he gets it, he's like super excited to like dive in and talk about it. But maybe he just didn't. Yeah. Understand it. So I don't know. Um.
Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. I, I can't wait to, to hear his response. Um, and I'm, I'm glad I was finally able to put in the video to show some of his responses because my first two videos, they were, I think they were honest. I think they were fair, but what they weren't was I wasn't on my knees blowing Nikita. Like I was, yeah, you're being I, I was like, the game is broken. It's designed like shit, blah, 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 blah. But he has good intentions and he has the right idea and all these yeah. other things. It, it would have been like just looking myself in the mirror. If I were to watch a video that was like, here's a bunch of positive stuff and a bunch of shitty stuff, I would probably be like fucking salty because, you know, yeah. w whether it's my ego or whatever, I'd feel shitty about it. So the fact that like he watched he the video did, yeah. and didn't didn't feel like he needed to correct or address anything. He said, you said it perfectly. Great video. And then I was like, oh, and then the second video all about Norman doors and basically how it's a sign of poor design and they're yeah. everywhere in Tarkov. I didn't even send the video to him. He just wrote me a message. Another great video exclamation point. It was yeah. like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then people are like, oh, you're this video on the third one. This video already got one down premiering in an hour. Must have been Nikita. It's like, no, man. No, man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, like the he's, words... the, he's the one that I made this video for him. He was he asked me when I talked to him about desync. He's like, I don't know anything about desync or about lag. Do you have any? Can you send me a video? And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I got my, you. Hold fam. my beer. <laughs> hold my beer. And then now there's a 43 minute video that I'm like, all right, here's what I here's the you know here's my term paper that here's, was supposed to be a page long. Here's episode three of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I'm excited. I think ultimately. Anytime, and one of the reasons why we I, we love doing the podcast is like even when we get together, whether it's just me and Veritas or with other content creators, and get and talk about this stuff. At the end of it, I am always more pumped to like go play Tarkov. Like the future is bright. There's a there's we have developers mm -hmm. that really really care about the game, that really really care about their players. There's a lot of cool stuff on the horizon, and uh, and 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 I think anything like this, anything that can help, any information that we can present to them, whether it's a as simple as a bug report, people, or if it's a 43-minute, well-researched YouTube video, and anywhere in in between, any sort of real and positive and constructive feedback does go a long way in pushing this game towards what we all want it to be. So, uh, so I think it's exciting. I think it is. Um, I don't want to take up all your time. I know we we just like spent forever talking about that geeks did you gotta you gotta run do you want you want to talk a little bit more about some some content creation uh, stuff it, i don't want it, to <laughs> it, it, it's up to you guys i've got a little bit left here it's okay. up to you guys um we, we either way we we i want to have geeks back on oh for sure um because i i need to know more about geeks because uh, <laughs> for anybody that doesn't know um not only is he just like a fantastic content creator like Thanks, his dude. his videos Thank are fantastic yeah, yeah. um like he, you know, should get a hundred thousand views on his YouTube videos, much like a lot of other really great content creators. But YouTube fucking sucks, and you just have to jerk off the algorithm Dude, in the right way. No, well, you know what? I was doing my own test here. I used something just to talk about it. Is I was doing a test. I showed uh, Jesse this, Dude. but. I I was looking. I look at Google Trends. So for any content creators out there. Google Trends is a great way to use some resources that is open to everyone. And you can Google Trends, say, Escape from Tarkov, YouTube search, and it'll tell you what people are searching in that category. 
but it also tells you the yeah it also tells you the popularity of the game and yeah popularity of right like the now yeah of this of like escape from tarkov how searched is it yeah dude i put in here where is it let me let me find this really fast and then i'll send it to you uh veritas uh is it b or is it d i put it under something dumb <laughs> here it is so i just to talk about it i'll i'll try to send you the file really fast here i'll add the file sorry guys this is dead air oh, you're fine but it is really interesting here it is it, it's in our chat log now so if you look at this graph escape from tarkov the popularity over the past 12 months in the United States were, was huge for a little bit there. And then it's just slowly starting to be at the bottom. So games that I searched that were more popular than Escape from Tarkov right now, Seven Days to Die is more popular, mm -hmm. Sea of Thieves, DayZ, Brawlhalla. You know, it's, it was really interesting. And it Daily shows Quests you, turned all of those around. <laughs> Keck W, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, daily quests, I think would be great for this game, just so you know. But okay. Yep. Um, uh, but it's just interesting. It shows you popularity on YouTube. Yeah. You know, as a content creator, this is the stuff I have to be constantly looking at. These are the things that we do have to keep in mind. And, you know, I love this game so much that I'm like, oh, why why is it down there? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just like Brawlhalla. I know it's a free-to-play game. I know it's for a lot of systems, but that search more than I've never even heard me of it. either. Never once Until in my just life. Just now, yeah. Yeah. so now now all these games are less popular on Twitch though, which is funny. Yeah, so on yeah. YouTube, they're more popular searches, but on Twitch, this would be the opposite almost. Except for Sea yeah. of Thieves would be underneath Escape from Tarkov. So it it's just a a really interesting thing that I uh, that I looked huh. into. Yeah, that is interesting. I think. Uh, yeah. uh, Wait, I wasn't done stroking Geeks' ego. Okay, continue. Oh well, yeah, well I'll, I'll listen. Let me spit it out. Let me spit it out because I was gonna say that his content is fantastic and underappreciated. Um, but he's also just like a fucking. As a human being, he's just a. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to say it without literally just like choking on his schlong. <laughs> But he he is somebody who I would give a really firm, strong hug to. Like legit, I'd squeeze him and it would it would hold on to him for a few seconds longer than I yeah. would a random person. He's just a great fucking human being. And that is more important Thanks, than pretty sir. much literally anything these days. So so much respect for you, buddy. Thank you, and um, Thank you, dude. Thank we, we we need to have you back. Uh yeah, for I, sure. like I said, Let I need know. to learn more Let about you. I was about I'll to say we should we should totally do that we should totally do this again and and do like a whole thing on content creation because me and geeks like kind of bonded really early about some of that stuff like he told me about google trends we talked like some of our earliest history as like me and him dming in discord wasn't about like hey do you want to get games together it was about like youtube and like you know what i mean me asking him questions because like way back then you know what i mean i was like i had four videos and so that so i know that all three of us really are interested in a lot more than just like, yeah, let me fire up the stream. Let me play a few raids, um, which the people who are find success doing that, that's awesome. Not to say that's bad, but like all three of us spend a lot of like mental time 
kind of churning around thinking about how content creation is done, what works, what doesn't. So maybe, yeah, maybe we'll call this one here and then have another episode where we talk about content creation. Like, you know, that's what I mean? such a yeah. good idea, dude. I've been yeah. wanting to do some content on this to talk about like some of my theories and strategies around growing a community. And cause there's yeah. ever, I mean, everybody's oh, a fucking streamer. Everybody's a streamer yeah. these days, yeah. which is good and it's bad, right? Because now there's 8 billion people with one viewer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody well, wants to get to five, right? How do you when, get there? We all have when, really interesting perspectives and different ones. Yep. When I first started streaming, there was, I looked at it. So four, I started streaming four years ago this month. I'm actually celebrating my oh, four year dope. stream anniversary. Um, and I looked back and it was like, there was 2 million, uh, 2 million monthly streamers on twitch and now it's over five i was about to say i'm pretty so sure it's, it's over five now yeah yeah it's over five so it's it's like as a content creator this is my job i'm always digging into stuff i'm always looking at you know ways to grow ways to do things but at the same time you're juggling stuff and like you have to know how much to take on and you know investment you know, like return on investment and i think youtube is the number one like if anyone Absolutely. says like how did you start how do you start growing on Twitch? I always tell them just go start a YouTube because that's the number one way. But we could talk about that another time. That's a great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So for sure, be on the lookout for that. That would be Superman. Like, and the three yeah, of us yeah, specifically we'll would be, uh, that'd be great conversation. So, um, but yeah, this was, this was dope. This was super cool. I mean, a huge, huge props once again to Veritas for putting all that time in. And then thank you so much geeks for coming out and chatting with us. It's oh, awesome thanks for to, having me, buds. It's thanks awesome to me. have perspective from other people that spend a lot of time playing this game. You know what I mean? Like me and Veritas talk about this stuff all the time. So it's like, it's cool to hear other perspectives. It's cool. Like Veritas was saying earlier, it's cool to hear content creators, guys that spend a lot of time doing this, saying that they see the same things, which just builds up that kind of pile of evidence. Um, so it's, uh, it's good stuff. So, um, thank you guys so much for hanging with us tonight. Please, please, please. If you haven't, I mean, just all you had to do is listen to what Veritas said, but at Geeksa, YouTube, Twitter, Thanks. uh, Twitch. Yeah. I was He's the hot guns champion from the latest episode. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. I wasn't in that episode. So we'll just, yeah, <laughs> just, just saying we have, we have one hot guns champion here and it's not <laughs> and it's Jesse. Not Jesse. <laughs> um, but thank you guys so much for hanging with us tonight. Um, if you're joining in late or if you're just popping in, the video will be on my YouTube channel on Monday. The audio of this will be uh, early next week on Spotify and all those other platforms. It's a weekly show. We'll be back next week with, I don't know, but definitely stick around because we're going to do the dope content creation cast soon and I'm excited for it. So thank you guys so much for hanging with us and we'll see you all in the next one. Peace. Thanks, guys. Thank you.